Hello, astro darlings, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. I'm Deb McBride, and I am the host of the Golden Astrologer podcast. <laughs> and today is Sunday, June 18th in the year 2023. And I am in Escazú, Costa Rica, where I am broadcasting the Golden Astrologer podcast. <laughs> Anyway, another week has ended, which I cannot believe, and a new one is beginning, and here we are in mid-June, and the year is almost halfway over, and that is just incomprehensible to me. And we have been through a lot in the last week. We had Pluto go back into Capricorn, which we talked about last Sunday. We had Saturn go retrograde on yesterday yesterday we had that happen and then there was a new moon and i talked about that last week too that saturn was going retrograde but it's been it's been an interesting week and here's what the first thought i've had to say today is that when big things happen like pluto goes back into capricorn and saturn goes retrograde and we have a new moon that squares neptune and that's, those are all deeper, profound things. And I think what they feel like is they are feeling like something in the background or the subtle effects of it. We're not, it's not, we're not being smacked in the face with it. We're feeling the subtle shifts and effects of it. Okay. And, you know, I was talking with someone here today and we was like, yeah, it was a crazy week. It wasn't crazy in the... I've got so much to do. I'm running around like a maniac week type of feeling. It is something that feels important that's happening, but it's subtly shifting. And our awareness is that something is shifting. Maybe we can't exactly put our finger on it. When we get Mars in the week and, you know, like maybe a crazy Mercury retrograde and Mars is hitting things like you know, it's, it's hitting Pluto and it's hitting Neptune and stuff like it did last year, three times Neptune. Um, that's when things feel really more like they're smacking us in the face. <laughs> and I guess Mars, you know, it's aggressive. It's assertive. It's the warrior planet. We're going to feel like we were, you know, in some sort of argument, fight, tussle, something, kerfuffle. And what happens is that Mercury, you know, Mercury stirs things up in our heads and our in our everyday dealings and our networking and our communications. And it's like, oh, I was on the phone so much and this and that. Mars feels like there's aggression and there's assertion and there's like busyness and we've got to get this done. We got to make that deadline. We got to make it happen. We're, you know, things like that. Um, these other things that are longer term relationships and longer term uh, presentations of energy, shall we say like Pluto going back into Capricorn after several months, those are, those get triggered by things like Mars and Mercury and Jupiter and stuff. I really feel like this week was intense, but not in the same way it would be as if Mars was hitting Neptune three times, you know. Um, this week was intense in the way that I feel like there was a definitive shift when Pluto went back into Capricorn. I felt this strongly on Monday. It happened on Sunday. I felt it on Monday, the 12th. And I really felt like we had stepped back 
and we're trying to complete a mission that we started maybe 15 years ago or we left off with 15 years ago or we we embarked upon 15 years ago or some some of the details of 15 years ago and this is why I was saying this on Instagram all week some of the details of 15 years ago were coming back for lack of a better word to haunt us and some of the things that we needed to wrap it up you know let's wrap it up folks that's what's coming now and that's what it felt like while that was going on it overlapped with saturn which got a square from mercury on thursday and then saturn was turning retrograde yesterday now what that felt like to me and then the new moon the new moon squared neptune i think i define these to myself as feeling defeated okay i think that when i was looking at this energy certainly yesterday and the day before i think there was a certain feeling of defeat and that Mercury squared Saturn and that Saturn stopped in the sky and turned around and then the new moon squared Neptune. Usually new moons are like, yeah, we got energy. Let's go do something. Let's have fun. But it was really in that challenge to Neptune and the combination of Saturn and Neptune felt the air was out of the balloon, deflated, defeated. Um, I was posting things about you got to keep going forward and I was explaining to people that they had to keep going forward and there was a part of me that didn't want to go forward and didn't know how to go forward you know and so I experienced these things too and that's why I say listen to my Instagram because my Instagram is going to be in the moment while I'm experiencing it yes I talked about it last Sunday but it's important to review it when it's sitting with us in the moment, okay? And so I experienced these things too, and so I examined the energy, and I said, what does this feel like? And it definitely felt defeatist and deflated. And I know that I posted something the other day, and someone I know wrote to me and said, you know, I, I'm really glad to hear this. <laughs> I'm glad you're, you're talking about this because they were feeling what I was describing. And so... It's important to review these things as we go through the week. Now, Saturn and Neptune, if any planets are going to make us feel deflated, it's those two. Jupiter doesn't make us feel deflated. Chiron might. Pluto, generally not. It feels like you are going through a deep transformation and it's like, ooh, I've got to get deep with this, okay? I've got to go to the core of this issue. Saturn and Neptune, when something especially is happening with them on the same day, they are sort of the deflating, defeating planets. It's like, okay, what's the use anymore? Why, why do I carry on? Why do I feel like I don't have a purpose, a motivation, uh, something that's going to inspire me? And you would think Neptune would be inspiring, right? Maybe not when it's squaring or it's getting squared by the new moon at the same time Saturn is turning retrograde. So, you know, we look to Neptune for spiritual inspiration. You know, maybe Mars and Jupiter give us a little more oomph as far as getting some inspiration. But, but it was hard to get inspired, I think, this week. And it was hard to get really up and moving this week. When Saturn slows down... We have to make sure that we don't slow down with it. We have to just see it for what it is and keep on our path. 
And I think that Saturn, well, Saturn was in a spe specific position. It was at seven degrees. It is at seven degrees of the mutable signs, which is Pisces, one of the mutable signs. And that place in the zodiac is one of the cardinal axis points, okay? So it's the world axis, just the way zero Aries is, okay? And so this is this is a moment when it affects all of us in a great way. That's a kind of a trigger point. Just as the, you know, the, the equinox is when we go to spring or fall, those are zero cardinal points. Those are, you know, the zero cardinal point is a, a powerful world axis point. So is seven degrees of mutable. So the experience of those points is going to be a little more heavier than, you know, Saturn just breezing by and turning around on something that doesn't affect the whole world. So I think that's what it was. I really think so. Because how many times have Saturn gone retrograde in my lifetime and I've noticed it and been like, okay, you know, let's just keep going. I think that this was particularly, particularly complicated. And then also with that square of the new moon to Neptune, particularly intense and gave us pause to just sort of feel depleted and defeated, as I said. So if you felt those things, you are normal. If you felt those things and kept moving, great bravo to you. If you felt those things and allowed yourself to get some extra rest, maybe that was what was needed. So that's okay if you stopped. Um, I already feel the energy changing and that the energy is moving and we're going into a new week and I think things are, are shifting for sure. Now, um, and that means not, not so much defeated, but tonight, tonight, the sun is going to square Neptune. So the moon and the sun come together for a new moon and they challenged Neptune yesterday and that was the new moon. But then the sun was not quite there to square Neptune as the moon was. But tonight, tonight, the sun will square Neptune. Okay, so we may have an ounce of that, but I already feel it as different. I already feel the energy is different. The sun is still in Gemini. It's going to change to the sign of cancer this week as we have the summer solstice, which is a cardinal degree, a zero cardinal degree, okay? So zero cardinal is the world axis. That's Aries, Libra, Capricorn, and Cancer. This week, the sun hits zero cancer. 10.58 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, the 21st. That is the beginning of the summer solstice. That is in the Northern Hemisphere. In the Southern Hemisphere, it's the beginning of the winter solstice, okay? Um, so this is, this is another, you know, another cardinal point. Now, Saturn's not moving. So we're going to have Saturn on the cardinal axis, and we're going to have the Sun on the cardinal axis. So I expect world events, maybe we'll get a little shakeup this week, and there'll be information and news that people may find affects their, their community, their life, their world, for sure. Um, there may be community things happening where you live because it's your collective. It's your world, you know, maybe your your neighborhood or something. That's your collective. That's your world. OK, so as we move through the week, there are other things that are going on that are very important. Jupiter is at seven degrees Taurus, while Saturn is at seven degrees Pisces. They are in what we call a sextile. That means they're talking sweetly to one another. They are getting along well. That is tomorrow, and it's exact at 11.53 a.m. They are exactly in that sextile in the eastern time zone, okay? They are now 
uh, talking to each other sweetly. They're they're in the sextile. I mean, the degree is happening, but it's not precise. That's tomorrow. But Jupiter is the planet of expansion, and Saturn is more the planet of restriction. So I think one of the things I'm feeling when I say the energy is shifting is that Jupiter is helping helping along with Saturn lightening up a little bit, and we're not feeling as deflated as we did when Saturn made that shift, okay? Saturn's not going too far. Saturn's staying at that seven degrees, like I mentioned. So Jupiter's going to come along, say hello, shake hands, have a, have a nice uh, lunch, <laughs> Get along well, have a lovely conversation, and Jupiter will move on. And this week also we have Mars trining Chiron on Thursday. So this is this is good. Chiron is in Mars's sign. Mars is in Leo. And so this is a nice dynamic between the two of them. We can, you know, maybe take some real action towards healing our wounds. We can take some real looking at our wounds and find that, you know, it's not so bad or we know how to solve it or, you know, Mars is a bit of a problem solver, right? And then there's um, a couple things next weekend that are very important. Um, When we get into Sunday, the 25th, can you believe it's the 25th? Next Sunday, Mercury in Pisces is going to square Neptune. So Neptune is not moving far, okay? Neptune will not be moving because Neptune is going to go retrograde on the 30th of June. So it's staying very slowly where it is right now. And that means that Mercury in Gemini is going to hit the point of the new moon. Because if something in Gemini, like this new moon, and then tonight the sun comes along and makes this relationship to Neptune, anything stopping off at that point is going to make the same relationship to Neptune. Mercury is going to square Neptune next Sunday, and it may bring up things from the new moon. Now, the good news about this is Mercury's in his home sign of Gemini. He likes to be there, and that means that he may have information from us, for us, that will bring something to light here. Remember what I was saying that, you know, there was the analytical component of this new moon, which was in Gemini. And then there was the intuitive component, which is the Neptune part. And there was the part of us that needed to connect to both of those things and balance them. Listen to your instincts, listen to your gut. Um, Don't over listen to the analysis part of your brain balance the two. And I said this quite a bit this past week. And this is something that we really need to be aware of as we go into Sunday, next Sunday, because Mercury is going to do the same thing. And Mercury is very analytical, okay? But Mercury may bring us new information about that new moon. What did you start? Do you feel like you started something? Probably not, right? Did you start something new? Probably not. And if you did, you probably can't put your finger on what it is. And I find it interesting because it got lost in the haze of Neptune. A lot of times we can think about, yeah, that's when I started, uh, you know, journaling every day. It's Gemini, right? Um, I started my, you know, podcast. I started my exercise program. I started something on that new moon. This one, it might be more of a haze as to what actually was initiated. But as the days come forward, it can be revealed, especially when Mercury goes there. So 
I think that Mercury is strong there. Neptune is in its own sign. Mercury is in its own sign. I think this is a powerful aspect next Sunday, okay? So when they get there, when they are in their signs and they're talking to one another directly like this, again, I ask you to intuition and analysis. Balance the two. Don't just go to one side of the equation, all intuition, or the other side, all analysis. And please, not all analysis, because intuition is longing to be listened to. And it was yesterday, okay? And it is now, and it will be that next weekend. So these are, these are very important, important things that we need to pay attention to. We need to pay attention to when we can balance something. I think it was hard. I think it was complicated to really listen to an intuition point these past couple days because I think it got I think it got deflated <laughs> by Saturn and Neptune's position, you know. I think when Saturn sticks its nose in things it doesn't necessarily help us listen to our intuition. So remember, these were happening at the same time. This is why astrology is so interesting, because every year is different. You know, last year when when Saturn went retrograde, there was not a new moon in Gemini squaring Neptune. There wasn't, okay? And, you know, the year before when Saturn went retrograde, you know, maybe we were in a different place with different planets doing different things. It's always different, and every day is different. Yes, there are recurrences. Yes, there are, for sure. If you were born on a Saturn retrograde or Saturn went retrograde by progression for you in your chart, you were going to feel what happened the other day, okay? What happened yesterday. You're going to feel that very strongly. It's going to remind you of something. It's not going to be that something again. It just will remind you, okay? Now, the other thing that's going to get revved up is our friend Mars. Now, Mars and Venus, and I want to talk about them a little bit. Mars and Venus are both in Leo, and they are close. They are not so close. They are right now six degrees apart. Um, Venus is at 11. Mars is at 17. They're six degrees apart. It's more like five and some change, I think. As we get through these next days... They are going to still travel together. And Mars, so this is tricky, guys. Pay attention. Mars is going to keep moving. Mars is the slower-moving planet, generally speaking. Mars moves slower than Venus. Mars takes two years to go around the zodiac. Venus takes about a year, sometimes 11 months, sometimes 13 months. Right, so Venus is, Venus is faster than Mars. Now, Mars and Venus are going to stay about five degrees apart, four degrees apart for the next several weeks because Venus is never going to catch up to Mars because Venus is slowing down because she'll retrograde on the 22nd of July. Now you're like, Deb, it's only the 18th of June. Why are we talking about the 22nd of July? Because Venus is already starting to show slowness. And it's an interesting thing. I mean, normally she won't be behind Mars. She'll be catching up and passing Mars. But since she's slowing down already to retrograde, even just a tiny bit, because we're getting to, we've got a month away or so that Venus is going to go retrograde, she's already starting to show the symptoms of that. So she's already showing her symptoms of like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to slow down and go backwards. So she's never going to catch up to Mars. However, this is about as close of a conjunction as it's going to get. And 
right now I would say yes. Remember what I always say. If you have a baby and they have this aspect in their chart, I would say, oh, they have a Venus-Mars conjunction. Five degrees apart, four degrees apart, okay, Venus and Mars are conjunct. Now, that's something good. Sometimes it's something really good for lovers, for relationships, for creativity because they're in Leo. And actually, they were together in Leo conjunct in 2021. And I remember that because then they were getting together and conjuncting in uh, Capricorn and Aquarius early last year in 22. But they were in 21. And it was it was interesting because there's usually not this conjunction so soon. You know, there's not usually something in, you know, July of 21 February of 22, and now here we are in June of 23, they usually don't get together that often and spend that much time together. They, The one that happened last year was after Venus went direct and she was still slow. So that's why she stayed with Mars. Now she's going retrograde, she's staying with Mars. So there's something here. There's an interesting thing because it, on some level, it brings back a little bit of the last Venus retrograde when she sorted herself out and got direct and she stayed with Mars for a while. She's staying with Mars for a while now, only it's before the retrograde. So you may say, Deb, what does it actually mean? Well, it, like I said, it may be good for lovers. It may be good for creativity. It's in Leo. It may be really good for children. It may be something where we want to be more playful and enjoy our summer a little more if it's summer where you are. Because Leo is that, you know, sunshiny sign. And Leo is all about, you know, the brightness of the sun and the creativity of the sun and the life force vitality of the sun. Leo is ruled by the sun, okay? So when we have this dynamic between Venus and Mars, you know, there's passion, there's love, there's creativity, there's juiciness. So there's something maybe a little bit exciting going on. But remember, Venus is going retrograde. So if you start something flirtatious now, get with it before the 22nd of July. <laughs> All right, get something sorted out. Because then once she goes retrograde, you don't really want to be starting a brand new relationship with Venus retrograde, you go back to old ones, you you review the relationship when she goes retrograde. And the Leo sign also rules the heart, okay? It rules our heart. It's that heart chakra. It's that point of going deep, deep, deep within to the center of our beings. And Venus and Mars are helping us go there. So this journey is already beginning. And this, this experience is particularly heated just about now. And so there's, a, there's some reasons for this. And we're going to talk a lot about Venus retrograde because Venus retrograde is going to be with us for a while. And we're going to rev up to that retrograde or slow down. And then she's going to turn around in September and go direct. But when Venus goes direct in September, she will be at 12 degrees of Leo. So she's traveling through the sign to 28 degrees, almost the end of the sign, almost to the fixed star Regulus. And then she's going to turn around and go all the way back to 12 degrees, stop, go direct, move forward. 12 degrees is where we are right now with Venus. Venus is not quite at 12 degrees, but she is going there in the next 24 hours. And when she spends these hours there, this next day or two there, 
we are going to get a preview of what this journey is about for us. Now, pay attention. She's with Mars right now. So she's with her buddy, you know, in mythology, Venus and Mars are lovers and it's Eros and Psyche and it's, it's beauty and it's, it's passion. So we are looking at something stimulating right now. Pay attention to now. Okay. Pay attention to right now because this juicy Venus Mars thing is blossoming in front of us. And then she's going to go on her way, do her retrograde, process all of this, <laughs> and then go direct at this point where she is right now. This is what we call going into the shadow. Okay. So the point she's at right now, she's going to visit again. So everything from now on, she's going to visit you know, she'll visit 13 degrees again. She'll visit 14 degrees, so on, till 28 degrees. Then she turns around and visits it again, gets to 12, and moves forward, visits it again. So this point, from now until September, all these degrees, are gonna, they're going to get visited three times. And the point from now until June 22nd, it's the first passage. June 22nd to September 4th is the second passage. September 4th onward is the third passage, okay? This is a journey. We are on it. It's starting right now. And Mars is not going to be with her the whole time. He's with her right now. So there's a, there's a passion. There's a stirring. There's a juiciness. There's uh, something stirring in your heart right now. And can you identify what that is? Because what's stirring in your heart right now is going to be what is going to reveal itself over these next months. And this is a long journey. And it's one of the big aspects of this year. Okay, we had a whole bunch of stuff in March. And there was that very important week when everything turned around and shifted signs. And that was good, but this is a different journey, okay? And we're asking to go into our heart. We're asking to go into our soul. We're asking to go to the center of our, of our beings. And what do we find there? And what are we connecting to there? And how are, we, how are we expressing our feelings and our love there? Because Leo is about love. It rules the fifth house. It's about falling in love. It's about what you love. It's how you love your children. It's how your creativity is an expression of love. And it's an expression of your deepest self and of your heart. So all of these things are so profound and so powerful and so juicy and waiting for our arrival at the door of the heart, okay? Our creativity, our passion, our love, are are things that we love in our life more than anything. And you know what those things are. You know what those things are. And how you express your love, how you express your creativity, how you fall in love with your life and fall in love with yourself. Okay? It's so important for us to fall in love with our lives. Now, <laughs> this is a different turn in this podcast, isn't it? You know, it's it's like I started off talking about the deflated, defeated feeling, and now we're looking at falling in love with our lives. Probably after feeling Saturn and Neptune these past couple of days, you're like, I, I ain't in love with nothing, baby. I'm not in love with nothing. <laughs> what are you talking about, Deb? <laughs> but... 
this is what I'm saying. I'm already feeling energies shift. So we're shifting away from the deflated and into the the blossoming of the heart. Now, Venus retrograde doesn't always want to engage in new relationships. There's something missing. There's a story piece that has to be rethought out, that has to be reprocessed. There's something. Remember, it's the re's. It's retrograde. It's rethinking, reprocessing, refeeling, reconnecting, and reestablishing, uh, recreate something. You know, maybe you need to recreate something. What is it that you need to recreate? And what is it that's so profoundly important? There are things right now that are meaningful to us. Find them. What are the most meaningful things? What gives you joy? What gives you pleasure? What um, gives you that wonderful, giddy feeling inside? What makes you fall in love with your life? What makes you fall in love with your life? And what is it that you want to take these months ahead and, and look at and examine and be present for? So this is so important, and we're going to talk about this, but this moment, this moment we're in right now, this moment we're in is this Venus getting ready to be at the place where she turns direct in September. This is the moment of the shadow. This is where she goes in now. And so we'll learn more. Whatever story is happening for you right now, we're going to learn more about this as we go through these months and especially in September when she comes back here, where she is right now. So this is important. This moment, feel into this moment and understand it as a profound moment, okay? So we want to start stepping away from Saturn and Neptune, and we want to start walking in the direction of our heart and Venus and, and what we love in our lives and what makes us fall in love with our lives and what gives us hope in our lives, right? So, so, so important, so important. And it's a profound thing to ponder right now, okay? We really need to sit with what we're feeling right now. Journal about it, talk with someone about it, come have a session with me and talk about it. I'm always available for you. Um, Connect with what's important in your life right now. What is so valuable and what is so loving in your life? Where, where is the source of love? It may be your goldfish. <laughs> it may be your children. It may be your parents. It may be, it could be, I could go on and on the list, you know. But it's, where is that love? Where is the source of love in your life? What makes you fall in love with your life? So these are really important things to ponder as we pass through these next days, and we're going to revisit this. What is it that you're going to be contending with while Venus is retrograde? You're going to know about this in these next days. So pay attention. This is, this is a story. We're in a chapter. We're in a story. And remember what I told you. Venus started one chapter of the story when she squared Jupiter on the 11th. She's going to start another uh, simultaneous side-by-side -side story when she squares Uranus on July 2nd. These are the first passages. She will make three to each of those planets, okay? So remember this. We are going to revisit these things again and again during this retrograde, okay? So these are 
what happened on the 11th or around the 11th, what's happening on the 2nd of July, and what's happening right now. All right, so be very prepared for this, these stories. Um, next Monday, the 26th, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but Mars will square Uranus, okay? And that's, that's up and coming. And Mars technically is squaring Uranus already, and they're already getting close to one another. So we're going to feel the buildup of Mars, which is the assertive, aggressive planet, to Uranus, the planet of chaos and um, revolution. So if you feel revolutionary this week, especially toward the end of the week, toward the weekend and all, yeah, that's you're right on target. But we're going to talk about that more next week on next week's podcast. In the meantime... This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast, and I thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to talk more, you can contact me for a session. You can go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, click on book online, and you can have a session with me in astrology. You can have a Reiki session. You can learn Reiki from me, and you can have uh, expansion mentoring with me. It starts with three months of mentoring. If you'd like to know more about that, Write to me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. And we can work together, you know, on that. And my Instagram is thegoldenastrologer. I'm here on this podcast. I welcome you to all the master classes I have given as well. They are also available on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. If you click on book online, you can get the one about Saturn in Pisces and Pluto and Aquarius, which I did back a, a few months ago. And then you can get How to Be a Goddess in a Masculine World, which is very important, you know, and I did that one in April. They are also available for sale on my website, and I welcome you to purchase them. They are really enlightening and fun, and there are some interesting discussions in the recordings of those uh, events that I had, those masterclasses. So please feel free to join them. I can send you the link to the video once you uh, purchase from my website. And I thank you again. Gratitude to all for listening. Shout outs to everybody in across the globe who are listening. I've got people in Australia, New Zealand. I've got people in South America. I've got people in Europe, um, South Africa, here in Costa Rica and of course US and Canada. Thank you, thank you, thank you all for listening. I wish you a blessed week. Think about love, think about Venus, think about what's going on in your life right now, feel into it, and I will see you here next week. Gratitude for listening. <laughs>